welcome back. This is episode 12. I hope everybody listening is doing well wherever you are in the world. Hope you're safe and healthy and that your life hasn't been too interrupted by the COVID-19. And that is going to be the theme of this show. It's an episode I was hoping not to do. I wasn't even going to talk about it. But yesterday, the Prime Minister of Nepal, still in Kathmandu, Prime Minister closed the borders and he canceled all flights into and out of Kathmandu until April 1st. So I'm here um, at least through that. And actually, I'll be here probably until the end of May. But anyways, aside from that, nothing has really changed here. So first off, I'm very safe where I am. And I'll tell you later why I think Nepal is the perfect place to be right now. At the beginning of this week, even before yesterday's announcement of closing all the borders, I got an apartment in a cool little expat neighborhood of Kathmandu. So yeah, so the plan is to be here at least through the end of April because that's that's how long I, I rented it for. It was $180 for one month, and that includes a housekeeper, breakfast, the security guard. So it's a it's a high end neighborhood, and it's uh, it's really inexpensive. $180 might pay for your utilities in some cities in the world. So very lucky to have found it. The reason I decided to settle down is because I found a really cool co-working office here in, in the same neighborhood. I'll talk more about the place in the coming weeks and hopefully do an interview with the founder if, if he's interested. So I'll give you a lot more information about that. Exciting announcement. If I sound clearer this week, it's because I'm using professional recording equipment in the co-working space. They have a podcast studio, and I might even be able to throw this on the computer and do some editing. Yeah, exciting things in the works. I worked with a graphic designer this week, came up with a podcast logo, so you can find that on the show, uh, the show logo and then also on the Instagram page. And I've been working with uh, local film studios to hopefully do some video projects. And yeah, a lot of exciting entrepreneurial ventures and ideas in the works and I'll share more about those in the coming weeks so yeah I want to tell you why Nepal is like the perfect place to be right now number one is that there's only one case of the coronavirus and it was reported two months ago right when this whole thing kicked off there was a Nepalese exchange student who was studying in Wuhan he came home he's recovered and that is the only case of coronavirus in the country reported. So as far as safe from the actual illness, I feel pretty good here. And again, the borders are closed, so there's no one new coming in. I feel pretty safe. The second reason is that Nepal has a very low reliance on supermarkets. Most people don't even use the supermarket. The supply chain is you walk into your backyard, you pick some potatoes, pick some spices, pick some radish, go inside, cook it, eat it. So there's no empty shelves to worry about. They don't, even, they don't even use TP. They use their left hand, and then they wash their left hand. So, yeah, the big TP debacle is a non-issue here. Number three, uh, very low reliance on the grid in general. Solar power is common. Solar-powered showers. Very few lights and electrical appliances to begin with in the houses. So if you lose electricity, not that big of a deal. I've talked about that before. They bring out candles, the stoves are gas-powered, really not that big of a deal as far as electricity. For water, they use these big tanks on the roof, and usually like a 1,000-liter tanks, 
and then they they use pumps to pump from the from the groundwater or else they have these trucks come around and fill the tanks for you by default most of the homes at least in Kathmandu are storing a thousand plus liters the place I'm staying has 6,000 liters and we just topped off the tanks so we're pretty we're pretty set for water for quite a while the stoves the showers the laundry machines are gas powered so they'll have these gas tanks hooked into the appliance those things will last for months depending on the usage yeah it's pretty low reliance on the grid and all the houses are pretty once they get filled up they're pretty self-reliant and number four reason that i feel very safe here is the people are used to disaster and they they really come together in these in these moments and in the last 20 years they've had a large number of tragic events and political upheaval and things like that to begin with on june 1st 2001 12 members of the Nepalese royal family were assassinated in a mass shooting at a dinner party. And then um, there's three radical changes of the government just in this century alone. Massive, like, political strife. In April 25th, 2015, so about five years ago, there was the uh, massive earthquake that you probably have heard about. 9,000 people died, 22,000 were injured, and 3.5 million were left homeless. If you heard episode 11, you remember that the population of Nepal is only 30 million. So we're talking more than 10% was not even not just unemployed, they were homeless. Homes were destroyed everywhere. And it caused $10 billion of damage, which is 50% of Nepal's nominal GDP. So absolutely devastating. It's going to continue to affect the country for a long time. Speaking of earthquakes, there was, there was one just five days ago in the town of Pokhara, which is Nepal's second biggest city, and it was minor. I haven't heard anyone saying that there was any terrible effects from it or anything like that. Yeah, they just they can't get a break between political situations and natural disasters. And one final anecdote about how the people come together, and this is a personal story from yesterday. We were doing some preparations at the co-working space, and this German guy who's part of the organization here and myself were walking down with the empty with an empty fuel tank for the stove and we were going to get it refueled but we had no idea where to go so we're walking down the street with this big heavy tank a Nepalese guy stops on his motorbike doesn't speak any English pointing at the tank and pointing at the back of his seat and pointing at me pointing at the back of the seat to hop on so there's the driver there's this big tank and then there's me and he takes me around to the the gas refueling places, and he actually took me to three, and they were all out. So a lot of people are starting to fill up their tanks. And we weren't in desperate need for it because we have other full tanks here. But anyways, um, that just shows like the willingness to help of these people. And I offered him money, and he, he didn't accept it. So yeah, I feel, I feel very, very good about being here. I'm probably a lot better off here than I would be at home. I'll tie this all together with a note about the last episode. I talked about the economy and about the GDP. One thing I wanted to say about it is it's not a it's not really an important metric because of some of the reasons I mentioned. Like a lot of the people in Nepal are so self-reliant. They eat just what they grow, they produce their own power, they pump their own water. So to say they live off of X dollars a day or produce X amount of uh, dollars per capita is it's not an important metric because there's so many people that are just self-sufficient 
And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a certain percentage of people that live way out in the Himalayas who have never had a need to handle currency. I don't know that for a fact, but I mean, the default is to raise your own animals, grow your own food, pump your own water, build your own house by hand. There's some people living in out in the Chitwan area, there was people still living in like cow dung and mud houses out there. Yeah, it's it's not really an important metric. Yeah, just something I wanted to point out. So that's it for this week. Again, hope you're safe where you are. Stay in touch and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.